welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for making time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of ourselves each and every day. Today, our guest is the beautiful Kelly Bruce, who I love so very much. She is an amazing woman. She's a CEO, a wife, a mother of three, and an advocate for mothers' rights to choose plants over pills. What a podcast this is going to be. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. I'm really stoked. Thank you so much, Dr. Pepper, for having me here. What a wonderful day. I know. (laughs) I'm so lucky because we got to spend a little time together last week because you came and taught for our cannabis course. Blew everybody out of the water, by the way. I watched the video, I think, on Thursday, all the professional recording. You're going to love it, by the way. Awesome. It is phenomenal. You did like an amazing job. Thank and I know you. we were both probably a little bit nervous about that one, but man, it was really good. So before we get into all of those other things, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about what you are doing here in our community? And then we'll talk about how you got here and all of that stuff. But can you give them a brief insight? Because you're doing like a million things. It is true. <laughs> um, hi, everyone out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Pepper, for having us here. Right now, currently in Humboldt County, I am raising my three children. I have a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Uh, my husband and I, we own a cultivation company here in Humboldt County. We do outdoor sun-grown cultivation here in the community. We have five permits, and we oh my god, also founded a nonprofit. So we're pretty busy to say the least. I would say so. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And we're here with our community um, trying to navigate essentially the legalization of the plant that we so dearly love. I love it. I love it. You sound like you've got a pretty full everything, full life, full house, full projects that you're working on currently. And we'll talk more and more about that throughout the next hour. But I would like to know, where were you before you came to Humboldt and how long have you been here? Great question. Where was I before here? I was born in Arlington, Virginia, a suburb of Washington, D.C. Went to school in Vermont for a year, and then I went to school at George Mason University. Did three years at George Mason and decided I needed more snow and (laughs) moved to Colorado and attended the University of Colorado through their global campus to continue my education while also teaching for Vail Resorts while also doing music production. As you can tell, I like to wear many hats and keep busy. And it was great. I had a wonderful time. And during the off seasons, I would go back to Virginia and work in the summers. And one summer I met a man by the name of Jonathan Bruce and the rest is history. <laughs> and what he was living in man. California at the time here in Humboldt County oh. and was working in the southern um, Humboldt County area cultivating 
for numerous farms under Prop 215 and really understanding and learning the vast amount of information that has been cultivated here in the hills and in the community. And so he was really grateful for that opportunity. And it's sort of what he took and sparked him going out on his own. So we started in Virginia. I moved to Colorado. At the time, my husband and I were not husband and wife and he moved out here to Humboldt and over the last two years from I guess 2009 to 2013 he kept trying to get me to come here and he finally won and we moved out here in 2014. Oh my gosh and then after that you've had children. That's right I had two more children so we had our first daughter here in 2015. In Humboldt County, and then we just had our son a year ago here. Oh my gosh! That's and now we're so done. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're done. Yeah, that's well. You have three. That's that's a pretty intense load. It I is. Think. We what? have a nine-year-old, and yes. then we have a three-year-old, and then a one-year-old. Oof. That's a, a pause in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want to kind of go into that little aspect of, of being a mother and being a mother here in Humboldt and being a mother with cannabis specifically because there's so much there. And I know that you shared so much information with us, the Cannabis Therapy Consultant Program. But can you kind of go into that a little bit? And sure. then maybe we'll go deeper into particular questions. But I just want to know your like authentic personal view on that and how you've been using it. That's the, These are great questions. I want to break it out because I had very different interactions with the plant through all three of my pregnancies. As I'm sure people have heard, each pregnancy is different. Some are similar in aspects, but each one truly is unique and different. And so with my first pregnancy, I was in Virginia and that is not a legal state. They don't have medical, they don't have access to it. And so I was nervous and scared to consume cannabis in Virginia. I found myself super nauseous and feeling very sick and I was also waiting tables. So the combination of being nauseous and then having to serve food was an interesting situation for me. And, you know, I had leaned on cannabis throughout my life, starting probably around middle school when I used it during ovulation periods. I hadn't really connected that, but that's kind of when I started using it. And then I use cannabis in and out for a variety of reasons. But when When I got to pregnancy, I really felt with the first one, anxiety and feeling nauseous were the main quote unquote medical reasons for needing the plant. And so I saw it very limitedly because I felt guilt when I was consuming it. There was no support. I didn't have a regulated dispensary where I could go in and say, can you give me a strain that has these terpenes in it, that has this percent of THC to CBD and other components that will help me particularly? I didn't have any of that information. I didn't even know that information was there. And so I was really finding street-wise avenues. And mm-hmm. so I felt guilty smoking it And so I used it very minimally. And towards the end of my pregnancy, I used it again for the anxiety. My daughter was breached, so I was going to have cesarean. I was very anxious about that whole procedure. And so I turned to cannabis, and it really helped me in that last three weeks kind of zone in on what is about to happen here because the first child is also birthing the mother, right? And so I 
had no idea how my life was going to be rocked and changed. And you hear this a lot. People say to you, oh, enjoy it. It goes so fast. And <laughs> you don't know what, right? And and you're like nine, you know, eight months <laughs> pregnant for like four months, right? Because that last pregnancy <laughs> month goes on forever. And you've never birthed a child or had labor. And so you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, and so in some ways, you're blessed with the naiveness. Um, and so I had no idea that cannabis could have helped me through all of that during that time. Fast forward, my daughter was two. She's a New Year's Eve baby. So oh. she had just turned two. And I was working for Vail Resorts. And I got hit by a drunk driver. And I needed to continue to work in order to support my family. And I was in a lot of pain. So I got put on what I call the prescription cocktail. Mm-hmm. They gave me the Ambien for the sleeping. Sonoma, I think, is the one I got. But it was essentially a generic muscle relaxer. I got put on Percocet to manage the pain. Because in the car accident, I herniated the discs in my neck and in my lower back. I was really lucky. I didn't have any serious, serious sustainable injuries. But needing to ski and twist and turn and teach children actively five days a week uh it was difficult so I needed the prescriptions to get through the season and through that last three months of the season and then I started noticing too oh man I really like having a glass of wine with my muscle relaxer at night and then oh I really need I think another Percocet because these two that I'm prescribed aren't really helping me anymore so maybe I could take one more and oh yeah okay now I feel better right but then after you know just a short period of 90 days three months I started noticing trends of addiction behavior that I had dealt with prior that scared me and it was one night I woke up to my daughter and I had taken my Ambien and I remember so clearly looking in the mirror and like seeing myself but it was like I was seeing myself from mm-hmm. outside of myself. And and then when I woke up, I didn't remember anything that had happened except for seeing myself in the mirror. It was like I was uh, going through these motions and doing this thing. But when I saw myself in the mirror, I recognized that like there was a conscious disconnect here. Yeah. Right? And that freaked me out. I'm sure so many people listening can really you know, feel that too. I mean, they're going through it now, maybe even. Yeah, it was pretty intense. It freaked me out in a way that I hadn't really been freaked out yet. And so I knew I needed to find a different route to manage this, or I was going to have to give up skiing. And so being in Colorado, 2012, going through the medical revolution there, I I saw it. Cannabis consultants, much like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I learned that I didn't need to necessarily smoke it to get the benefits. I could apply it topically, Mm -hmm. or I could use these tinctures orally to manage certain aspects. I had used cannabis before, mainly smoking flour. I hadn't really used a tincture, never even knew you could use a topical. I dabbled with edibles, but it was because my homies were like, hey, we made some brownies, right? (laughs) But I didn't know about microdosing. I didn't know about what one-to-one aspect ratio. So I was so excited about this information. So I advocated and I told so many people. Well, in my little community of Breckenridge, Colorado, me telling everybody that I'm working with children, I'm teaching your children to ski, I'm running a children's music center, and I use cannabis, the community got a little freaked out and reported me to Child Protective Services. Oh, wow. 
And so they came knocking on my door as they are required by law to do sure. with every single case. And I opened my door and I said, yep, I use cannabis. Here's my medical card. Here's where I store it in a safe spot up here in my counter. Doing that openly admitted to consuming a Schedule One drug in the presence of a minor. I was charged with oh my God. neglect and endangerment. Oh, Kelly, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. I was floored. I was devastated. Here I am working with my medical community to make a better choice, to be a more present, better mother, and overall, mm-hmm. like, member of society. And then they're telling me that that decision is making me a bad mom and telling me that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing to protect my child. I was in jeopardy of losing the ability to teach children and work with children because once you have that on your record, you're no longer allowed to work with children. So being the fired up person that I am and the advocate that I am, I said, no way. And so I, I fought hard. I was on probation for two years. I got 10 letters of recommendation from various people in our community. I got letters of recommendations from my church pastor, from the CEOs of the companies in our community, from friends, family, all testifying that not only am I a good mother, but I'm an amazing mother. And this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And so they dropped the charges. I was really fortunate. That experience, I believe, is what has sparked me to be where I am today. I moved from Colorado here to Humboldt County and then found myself pregnant with our second child. During that experience with cannabis I was excited to walk into the dispensaries here and talk to them about what they have because here is a market that's been out there since 1996 they are thriving in the medical advancement of the plants and being in Humboldt County particularly I was so excited so when I went in there because I was really sick with my second I actually suffered it goes by HG it's Mm -hmm. hypervesis gravidum and I know I botched that, and I'm sorry for all you medical people. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Keep going. Uh, it's essentially severe morning sickness. About 3% of pregnant women get diagnosed with it. Side effects are losing your baby, having severely mm. malnourished children, not developing right. And so it's pretty serious. I lost 30 pounds in my first trimester. I'm a fairly you know, larger set woman, and so it was significant. My doctors pretty much were like, if you don't start keeping something down and figuring it out – you could potentially lose your baby. And so, you know, I started taking shakes and all these things. And my husband's like, cannabis, let's go. Let's let's do it. Still feeling guilt from the first pregnancy and traumatized from my experience with CPS. But feeling confident and safe here in Humboldt County and knowing that my husband cultivated the cannabis on his own land, I knew that it was not contaminated and that it was grown organically and sustainably and that it was no chemicals were going to be laced in this cannabis I was going to be consuming. So I did. And then I would go to the dispensary and I was a little shocked because I was refused service. They told me that they do not sell to pregnant women. Wow. How many years ago was this? This was in 2015. And I didn't really know how to respond, to be completely honest. I wanted to find out why. So, you know, at that interaction, I just said, okay, you know, and I left. And then I went back and I'm like, why? Why am I not allowed to have cannabis? And there was no law. There's no law that says they can't sell 
So it's just that particular bar- bud tender didn't feel that it was okay for me to Maybe they were frightened. Sets. Maybe they were scared in that way. Exactly. And so I started looking deeper into the situation and I realized that cannabis consumption and pregnancy is almost less about the actual science because they always say, well, we don't know if it's safe. We don't know if it's safe. We don't know if it's harmful either. We don't know what the harmful level is. So we don't know what the safe level is, but you can't tell me what the harmful level is either. So to me, that's a scientific issue that we need to evaluate, right? a list long, you know, on some of these synthetic drugs that are being prescribed to females every single day. And what we were talking about earlier, this mixed cocktail of things happening. One prescribing physician, another prescribing physician, an herbalist, they're all piling this in. I mean, that's dangerous. It really That is dangerous. Is. And and what's shocking to me even more so that I kind of I call it the stinky onion, if you will, because I keep <laughs> pulling layers and it oh man, it stinks even more. Um, but it's it's you love the onion, right? You need it. Um and so What I found is that when you pull these layers back, what's really happening is there is a women's health issue. It's not so much cannabis and pregnancy. It's women Mm -hmm. and pregnancy. And the conversations that the women are having with their medical care providers and not having more so with their medical care providers. And so what I found is that cannabis has been used in pregnancy and in labor and in postpartum since 4,000 years ago. Oh, beginning of time. Almost exclusively. Of course. And various parts of the plant are used in various ways at various points in the pregnancy. Until what, like 100 years ago or something? Oh, I mean, all the way up until 1906, the OBGYN field was using cannabis mm-hmm. almost ex- uh, intensely. Exclusively. Exclusively for, yeah, of course it was. for this particular yeah. medical issue. Everyone educate you know, and yourself. <laughs> pregnancy is medical. It's really not medical. There, It can become medical in very rare instances, but pregnancy and birth isn't medical. You can be in a coma and be pregnant and go into labor and your body will birth the baby without you being even isn't like, that aware. wild? Right. In fact, actually, in the 1950s, they used to do that on purpose. They'd put the women out, they'd drug them, and they'd shackle you down to a thing, and you'd have the baby. Wild. (laughs) It's crazy. You are getting fired up. If if you listening audience could see her, she is turning blood red, like as red as the wall. But so back to to my second pregnancy. So this this is it. So, you know, I needed cannabis more so in my second pregnancy than I did in my other two. I was really, really sick, and and I needed the cannabis to carry Sloan into the world. And then that's where I was. And then with my third pregnancy, I only needed it really in the beginning. I used the oils mainly on my second and third pregnancy. I did not use vape pens because I was super sketched out with the technology, rightly so. As we're learning, there's crazy metals and all kinds of things. And I I've think, never been a vape pen person. I've I mean, never suggested that as a physician. Just never. I just, you know, you're know. adding a bunch of other, other elements. Stuff. I mm-hmm. think the oil can be therapeutic. Again, know your source. Mm-hmm. Follow it back. Know where it's coming from. Know how it's being extracted and w- which ways you're going to use it. 
based on the way that it's being extracted. So I would say like with my third pregnancy, I had the least amount of need to consume cannabis, but I was the most educated at that Mm -hmm. point too. And so it was a beautiful relationship. And I really, through the second pregnancy, through them all really, I really felt that there needed to be something that would support mothers through this, whether it's just informational, because you can't even talk to your doctor or your OBGYN about cannabis as an option without then being flagged in their records as potentially using. Not all of them. Not all not of them. private practice physicians. Some of them. It, so here, not all, I should say, not all. So what we're learning, that's a really good point mm-hmm. that you just made. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Not all of them. Because there's bias. Yeah. And that's what we're finding. Find alternative healthcare providers or naturopaths who are private practice. I'm going to plug myself there for a second. Mm-hmm. But find people who are actually advocates for cannabis, who want to work in a combination because that's the way we need to send people in that direction not just saying you're not going to find someone we need to let them know there are people but you have to hire them Mm -hmm. you know you have to look you have to research find them more and more is doing it all the time but yes I I follow you on that but let's let's keep that really open for the listeners that they just need to look exactly and so we provided uh, a That's backbone. what you're doing. Right. We yeah, provided yeah, the tell backbone. Us about what you're doing so, in that way. so Canamami Nonprofit is exactly that. It's providing the bridge between the patient and the provider. We recognize that there are doctors who support a mother's rights to choose plants before pills, and they are willing to work with the mother. They are not willing to advertise that. They're not willing to put that in their you know homepage. Hey, we're cannabis friendly. And so we are kind of building that bridge. We're working with the doctors in a way that we can recommend these particular offices, these particular midwife facilities that we have communicated with and we have essentially contacted them and said, what's your policy and how are you feeling on it? And we feel confident recommending their services. At no point can anybody guarantee anything and every situation is unique and individual, of course. But we really are trying to help the patient find the provider who's going to support them in the best way that the patient needs it. And so I think... I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I can help you um, by giving you a list of some other physicians. And you and I have talked about it specifically. Um, but I will I can help you with just a couple other people who are very open here that have credentials in multiple ways. So then you have a list of like five or six who are MDs, NDs, DOs that are really doing it and really open. Because we have like we refer back and forth and we have a pretty open dialogue. So I can give you that list. That's great. And for the listeners out there... We have a resource tab on canamami.org, and I will put all of this information that Dr. Pepper is communicating with us today so that if you're out there and you're seeking anyone, you can go here, and I'm sure Dr. Pepper will put it on her page as well, so you'll be able to find it. Through the nonprofit, you can schedule a 20-minute free consultation with one of our board-certified nurses and talk about anything. It's designed to help mothers have a place to communicate, but you don't have to be an expectant mother. You don't have to talk about pregnancy. You can talk about anything. It's free. It's a resource. It's a great place to start if you have no idea where to go. 
use it. I love this idea because even someone who's not pregnant, like you said, maybe they're the father or maybe they're just a young person looking into planning parenthood. All these resources, those people can go to and get questions answered. I love that you've put this together. Is there anything like that in the world? It's not. We started the first, it's the first of its kind. Kelly, you totally deserve everything that's coming to you. I absolutely love you. We're going to take a short little break. I don't want to because you're amazing. And then we're going to come back with Kelly Bruce from canamommy.org, which is a nonprofit. But it's about that time to take a moment for a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I just know that you will too. Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals? For a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine, take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on drpepperhernandez.com. This is a 10-month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also, a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis healing properties, juicing, edibles, and tinctures, cultivation and production, cannabis medicine making, women in cannabis conference, legalities and legislations, the cannabis business, and more. Welcome back. Yay. Thank you so much for staying tuned in with us. We are here back for our second portion with Kelly. We had a great time while you guys were gone. Sorry about that. Um, we really should always record the middle part because it's, it's for me personally, some of my best times. Chocolate, rose water, little giggling. I don't know what else. We were, we were talking about lots of fun things, actually. Uh, but we are back, and we're going to switch gears just a little bit, Kelly. I want um, – we were talking during our break about chocolate, and we had some really yummy chocolate, and we were talking about infusing it with some things, especially cannabis. Uh, but what are some of your products and your businesses that you're doing currently before we move on to the self-care stuff, which I guess that's kind of self-care. But tell me about your stuff. I want to know. All right. Thanks. And tell the listeners, yeah. Sure. So our company, Canamami Cultivation, is a massive brand launching pad. So we are in the process of developing seven unique individual brands that target unique individual end users. And one of our lines that we're coming to market first with is our Canamami line. This line has five products. It has bath bombs, bath salts a cream, and two do-it-yourself baking kits. Proceeds from all of these products go to support the nonprofit and the clinic. This particular product line was developed and designed and engineered with motherhood in mind. It is the first 
legal THC product on the market designed specifically for pregnant, laboring, and nursing moms. Oh, I love that. We also, per regulations, have to have a beautiful sign that says, not safe for pregnant nursing moms. (laughs) (laughs) Just legally. But we put it on the market for the moms and the families to make the choices uh, in and of themselves. So our bath bombs are amazing. They are 60 milligrams of THC. They include baking soda, Epsom salts, citric acid, and they're great. Can I back up for a second? I want to touch something real quick. Most people who have products, they're putting cannabis in them around the country. A lot of CBD products, a lot of different things, right? But you guys actually grow yeah. your cannabis. Yep. Then you turn it into some type of concentrate or whatever need be to put into your products. So we're talking about like family, farm, wholesome, good, organic. I mean, you're doing it right. We wanted to put a product on the market that we personally would feel comfortable using on our own self and recommending to our friends and family. And we wanted to position our brand really to be a safe place for people to turn to using cannabis. So if you're pregnant and you are considering using cannabis as an alternative to pharmaceuticals, when you walk into a dispensary, whether or not that particular dispensary is gonna hold bias and help you or refuse you, you know that the Canamami products have been designed. They are committed to keeping you safe and they're going to work. So we wanted to at least have a shelf presence with something that mothers yeah. could go and purchase or families, you know, could go and purchase and feel confident that what they're getting is safe. And so that's really where we wanted to do. And the only that. way for us to ensure that was to kind of, maintain integrity through the whole supply chain process. That's been very challenging here in the regulated market of California. That's why we still don't have a product on the shelf yet. We're working very, very hard. We're almost there. But the time the listeners hear it, it will it'll yeah. be done. Yeah. We're getting there. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to make sure we're doing it right. And so we felt that it starts with the plant And that's where our family history is. My husband is an amazing cultivator. He's been here in Humboldt County for over a decade. He's learned so much by being in here and still every year learns new and amazing things and is always seeking information. And we apply all of that into the cultivation techniques that we have. And so we cultivate strain specifics for what we feel are going to carry the terpene profiles that will best match the ailments and the symptoms associated with different aspects of pregnancy, labor, and postpartum. You're dialing it in. You're just dialing it in. And the one thing I like about this is that, you know, there are a lot of people who are super into organic. They have been for years here. It's just a normal way of our life. But across the board in other parts of the country, they're focusing in on organic and health and wellness. And there's this thing called like seed to table. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're doing the same kind of thing, but with cannabis. And I don't know, is there a phrase for that? Because there should be seed to <laughs> vagina or seed to whatever it is. Seed to seed, right? Yeah. Oh, seed to seed. There you go. Maybe you should, maybe you should coin that uh, actually. TM. Uh. <laughs> Seriously, though, you might I should love that. it. But it sh- the, you heard it first here, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that you are doing that. In all seriousness, there aren't many 
companies that do that, there are a bunch of companies, and we're going to see more and more companies as we go into 2020 and further on that are using cannabis and they have these great ideas, but are they growing that? And I think the most important is that we're getting fresh, we're getting specific, we're dialed in, we're getting organic, we have that cannabis fingerprint, and you guys are there. You're on the front lines. So when you spoke about specific strains, and early in the podcast, you talked about anxiety and menstrual cramps and and issues in that realm around our moon. What specific strains, if you'll let us know, what you're growing to put into your products? This is our great questions, and we are really excited to put this on the market and get feedback because there hasn't been any products designed specifically for female issues, let alone pregnancy. And so we are just as interested in hearing from you what's working and why. And so we have on our nonprofit underneath one of the tabs a survey that you can go on and take. It's completely anonymous. You can en- enter information as you feel comfortable. It's pretty lengthy. And we're trying to capture, you know, what are people using and for what ailments and things. And so what we've learned is that the terpenes are really important in managing symptoms. And so it's not so much necessarily strain specific, although it's a great place to start. It's really the terpene profiles that we're after. And so there's certain terpenes that are going to help with nausea. There's certain terpenes that are going to help with anxiety. And then there are also levels of combinations of THC, CBD, CB, and CBG, right? Mm -hmm. All of the different cannabinoids in it. And that is more specific to strain. So you can say, um, and I am not a horticulturist, nor am I a medical person. So my information goes as far as my Google degree kind of in regards to this. I have to also I look it up. Google degree. Right? So I, I have to reference as well. So if I'm saying, okay, I'm going to try to help a mom whose symptoms are presenting with nausea and anxiety, I'm going to go back to my little wheel and see, okay, what terpenes are good for nausea and anxiety? Right, right. And then what strains are dominant in those terpenes? And so eventually I'd like to see the market come the other way where they say, hey, you have anxiety? I already know that this is the terpene and this is the strain. And so we're trying to figure that out. What I have found personally. Just Contact my own, a cannabis therapy consultant. They will right. help you with that. Exactly. <laughs> and this is why having cannabis consultant therapists, much like yourself, Dr. Hernandez, are amazing for our markets as well. Because they can come to you and not the bud tenders who don't have the level of knowledge, the integration with the medical side of it, and the plant uh, content. You know, they're bud tenders. And I'm not knocking bud tenders because some of them are extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, we need that too. Right? Yeah. They are, a lot of them are amazing, but they're not medically trained. So that's important. A lot of them locally, just side note, a lot of them locally, I've been talking with dispensaries who are getting their bud tenders trained under our program. Oh, wonderful. That is like, that's where everything meets up. Right? And that's why I created this program was because there was nothing in between a medical physician and a bud tender and there's a lot of leeway there right there's a lot of gap yes <laughs> uh, but if we can get our bud tenders trained in this type of medical cannabis world it's not only going to expand them but it's also going to be really valuable for every single person around but just to let you know like that is coming yeah you know and even for the bud tenders just to say you know what I'm not qualified to give you that information but 
here are the resources locally that you can access to gain that information. Or I'm not really sure the whole legality of what they are allowed to medically tell you and not tell you as far as blood tenders. They can still educate you though. Exactly. But education is is going to be the key here. Mm -hmm. And so in regards to our products, what we have, we have the bath bombs. They're amazing. They're designed for moms when they're pregnant. We know that moms experience pain later in the pregnancy. The bath bombs are a great way to help mitigate the pain. You can't take Advil even when you're pregnant. There's not very many things on the market, regardless of cannabis, that can help a mom manage that. Sitting in an Epsom salt, baking soda, citric acid, infused cannabis oil bath, is amazing cannabis though is my question because i mean i will all share with you whatever i suggest but what are you using what kind of cannabis because this is the thing is a lot of people are listening to us maybe from the midwest or from another country and they think all cannabis is cannabis i've had this question asked because i counsel people all around the world i've had people ask this question all the time you know well just cannabis well what kind of cannabis are you using well just cannabis <laughs> and they don't realize it's like a flower there are lilies roses daisies there are a million types of flowers i don't know how many there really are but it's the same thing with cannabis right so those strains so what i'm hearing you say is it really depends on the terpenes and that fingerprint and making sure it like matches mm-hmm. if a woman was wanting to go out for anxiety or menstrual cramp at this time, what would you suggest for them to look towards? Because I typically say, and I know there's this big thing going on right now with indica and sativa, and I understand that because we've been just hybriding so much, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's no longer just indica or sativa. It's a combination. So we're looking for particular terpenes. But I usually say like a kush or something more indica dominant or something in the lemon variety. What do you say? So for anxiety you're gonna want to find something that is going to not trigger your anxiety right exactly (laughs) um i'm that's why this education needs to be said because people are just like oh i'll just go get cannabis then they get like some crazy thc like headband or something and then they're insano in their house paranoid exactly and they're like i hate cannabis right it's like "Mm." So you want to look for uh, anxiety. I find the strains that are high in mercelene. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pinene mm-hmm. are yeah. are good for for bringing you down when you're having anxiety issues. CBD rich dominant. Yep, absolutely. high high CBD, maybe lower uh, THC. Absolutely. I find like a one to one, which means that you're gonna have exactly the same amount of. CBD as you do THC, but make it a lower dose. So like 10 milligrams of THC to 10 milligrams of CBD can help. Microdosing with anxiety is critical, I think, as well. Can you you tell the listeners what microdosing is? Because some of those listeners may not be familiar with that term. Sure. So microdosing is when you use small amounts of the THC or the CBD instead of consuming it in high amounts. So anything... I would say 2.5 milligrams to 5 milligrams would be considered microdosing. And that would be throughout a day or? Yeah, so you take it, you know, in the morning, maybe you have like 5 milligrams, wait a couple hours, have another 5 milligrams, and you're essentially receiving the benefits without getting that big, like, oh my God, I'm high moment, or oh my God, I'm stoned. You almost don't even really recognize that it's working until you've done it for a couple weeks, and then you stop taking Mm -hmm. it for a week. That's kind of the way that you can kind of tell. 
Um, That's safe for anyone to do then, right? Maybe someone who's even kind of a little scared of cannabis because of the whole, you know, thing that's been going on for a hundred years around it maybe that's something they could do just easily it, it is and the edibles are a great way to start or with the oral tincture i know you I have love oral tincture yeah absolutely. yeah you have a cbd tincture that you I love, love. It, love it love it yeah and and so um with the anxiety that's what i would say in regards to the nausea I would say the ones that have the limine in them and the more citrusy uh, terpenes are Mm -hmm. going to help with the nausea. We know that lemon and citrus essential oils, terpenes also help with nausea. Yeah. So just translate that over to the cannabis plant. Um, We're trying so hard to get into research programs to help us help you understand Mm -hmm. what works best yeah we're going back and we're trying to recreate and discover the ancient ways that they were using it and absolutely you know we're learning that they made tinctures in labor they have serums that they would put on the vulva and the cervix uh, as it's opening and stuff like that and it's just incredible and we're really trying to go back and recreate the medicine that we've been using forever and that's sort of where the Canamami brand is. Yeah. Canamami Cultivation also has other brands that are coming out that are not centered around female health. We have an awesome, distinguished gentleman's line that's coming out that mm. will have great <laughs> flower in it. <laughs> and we have some other cool surprises coming out. But the Canamami line is the first of its kind. All of the proceeds go to support the nonprofit. That's really important for us. We wanted to make sure that at least something was going back and supporting the moms in a way that they needed to be supported. Happy mom, happy baby, happy mom, <laughs> happy wife, right? Happy life. That's how it is. <laughs> I think that's what they say. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, everything that you're doing, I am so looking forward to personally. Just everything that just keeps evolving for you and expanding for you. It's just like a really good time of life. And I'm really excited to be sharing that with you. Can you tell me with such a full, busy, ongoing, abundant reality that's happening for you, how do you do self-care? Like, how do you do that as being a mother with three children and it sounds like 15 businesses <laughs> and being interviewed and doing speaking events and teaching? I mean, what in the world? How are you doing it? I would have to say, to be completely transparent, it's one of my biggest challenges. It's one of the areas that I am trying to give attention to in my personal life. When I first became a mom, it was a little easier to get those moments alone and reconnect with the life I had before becoming mom. Uh, when you're a mom of three, that moment by yourself is few and far between. And it almost becomes more important. And so I'm working really hard with my community. We have our children in some amazing learning facilities that help give me some breaks. One of the things I've really started to do is a 30-minute morning meditation. So Mm, my son wakes up at about 5, 5.30, will nurse and go back down to about 7.30, and then all the kids wake up. So I have about an hour in there. And I have been wondering you know I lay in bed and I try to fall back asleep and then I'm Facebooking and I've decided to use that hour for self-care and so yeah. I've done a 30-minute meditation 
I'm hopefully going to transition into some more yoga there. Having a once a month commitment with my husband to, to get a date night. And that was mm. hard at first. It was hard for me to leave the kids and it was hard for me to justify spending the money. But we made a commitment to doing it and it really is important. It gives us a chance to go out and remember why we love each other and why we made these little <laughs> yeah. tiny humans. And it, and it is important. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that that's the hardest transition between not being a mom and being a mom is that you spend a lot of your time meeting the needs of everyone around you, whether it's your children or your job or, you know, being accountable for the people that look or respo- you're responsible for. Sometimes you forget to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it is important to recognize when you're falling into that little trap of putting everyone before you and really feeling empowered to say, okay, I need to take this time for myself, whether that's to go take a bath and relax, whether that's going to lunch with your girlfriends or taking that walk by yourself or taking that pottery class or just doing something where you can fulfill you and not be meeting a demand or a need of anybody else except for yourself. So I struggle with that. I will be transparent in that. And I do recognize it's important. And I'm excited that my husband and my family are recognizing and supporting me in that. It's huge. I feel very lucky. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I'm sure so many people out there can resonate with your experience and what you're going through. I mean, most people do have full lives, maybe not as full as yours, but they have a few children and they have a nice husband and they're both working. And I can only imagine what that is like. I mean, it's just me and Riley dog. So, you know, it's it's different for me. If we were giving a self-care nourishing recipe to build a superhuman to the listeners, what would you suggest that they add to that? A cannabis-infused bath. (laughs) It was like two seconds of a thought. You were like, nope, I got this. It will change your life. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will. It's it's beautiful. It's just something really small that you can add, and it will really help you. The essential oils that we infuse in our products, and there's other products out on the market. I encourage you to try them all. Tell me which one you like the best. Even taking a bath is 20 minutes by yourself, so you're automatically away from the world for 20 minutes. Yeah. Lock the door. Yeah. Right away in your bath. I call it a mommy timeout. Oh, I love <laughs> it. And I'm sure are your are your baths magnesium infused and can of course they are. Mm-hmm. That's gonna relax your muscles yep. and then you get that cannabis going within And then we and- have various essential oils that we infuse <sighs> and you know, we use one is patchouli and chamomile, one's tangerine and lavender, and one is milk and honey and chamomile. So bring some of those to me. I'm gonna start Excuse doing me. that Lang on Lang. Sundays. Milk and honey and Lang Lang. Yes. Because I do my cannabis Sundays. You know, yeah. I start with a cannabis coffee. And then just kind of see how my day goes. But man, I'm going to start adding that. There's um, a couple pregnant women that have uh, come up with some of their own little rituals. And some say they like waking up and having a CBD-infused coffee or a tea. Mm -hmm. And then in the midday, having their CBD or THC-infused bath and then in the evening they wind down with either their you know joint or their edible or their vape pen however they want to consume it orally I guess is is what you want to say I I love this (laughs) I'm on the same page you know this year um my new year's resolution was three things one, to start drinking more wine it's been years since I've had alcohol so uh, I decided to drink more organic red, healthy, antioxidant-rich, local. That's my number one. 
Well, not number one. These are not in any particular order. They just happen to be up there with the three things that I want to do. Number two, start smoking more cannabis. Because I do topical, I do edibles, I do, in, you know, like little tinctures and whatnot. But I want to start smoking more. So I've been really good at that mm-hmm. and get my spliff on every yeah. night. And then the third thing is just to be more social, um, more social with men and women and activities. I was kind of a hermit, like this little bitty kundalini meditating hermit for like two years. And I'm grateful for it. But this year's going to be a little bit more fun, I think. Ready, ready to spread those wings. <laughs> those things being the three things. You know, most people are like, I want to work out more. I want to like stop drinking. No, mine is like. I think with yeah. the wine and the cannabis, becoming social be easy. It, it, that's what I know. <laughs> and after, after we get off the podcast, I'll tell you what I mean by being more social oh, in a yeah, moment. Right. But, <laughs> so I have had just the most amazing time with you. I think that we could talk for ever and um i really appreciate you being here and taking time before i let you go though i have one more thing that we like to do at the end of our podcast what we do is we do a little tarot reading and these cards are called the wisdom for healing cards oh look at your face i wish people (laughs) could see your face right now very enthralled it's like christmas over here like a little kid in a candy shop oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) so exciting so what you'll do is you'll just shuffle. You you can choose a card by color, what okay. visually, or if it aesthetically pops out to you, or if you just want to hand scan it or feel it any way that you want. Okay. Do I get to shuffle them too? Yeah, 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 okay. for sure. Let's give them a good little shuffle here. And while you're doing that, I'm going to play the singing bowl, trying to figure out what to hit it with. Maybe just my finger. Okay. It seems like with the singing bowl, there's always something every episode. Close my eyes, and I'm going to pick one. Okay, I'll, I'll hit the bowl one more time, too. All right, so I picked... Oh, my finger. I shouldn't have hit it with my finger. Oh, did it hurt? No, no, no. <laughs> Just the second time it did. I have some cannabis that might no. help. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that, Kelly. All right, I got Identify Change, and it's a purple card with a red-headed girl holding a key, opening a door into flowers. What? For real. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it really is. Oh, my God. We're going to get a picture of you with it. I mean, How it crazy. really has, like, red, red hair. hair. Flowing, and she's literally opening a door into with flowers. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So you want me to read today's lesson? Yes, please. All right. So the lesson on the back of today's card is this. Identify one small change that you've been postponing that would improve your life. This could be anything from cleaning a drawer to getting a new hairstyle. Change symbolically can be frightening. Your goal, to recognize that you're postponed even small, insignificant changes because intuitively you know that they can ignite powerful ones. Mm. Wow. Tell us what that means to you and how that would resonate with your message that you've brought to us today. So I think that it goes right back to that self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So that recognizing that you postpone even small insignificant changes because intuitively you know that they can ignite powerful ones. So if I stop pushing off taking care of myself, 
then ultimately I'll be a better version of myself and I'll be able to bring even more powerful changes to everyone around me. Oh, I love it. Ugh, and I just love you. Let's spend <laughs> so much more time together past know, this podcast, please. <laughs> oh, goodness. And you know what? Before we head completely out of here, can you tell us how if someone was wanting to get a hold of you, give us your social media platforms. Tell us where they can find you and find your different things that you're doing. You can always find us at canamommy.org. That's our website. There's lots of information there. You can find us on Twitter, Canamommy Nonprofit, blog. You can find us on Instagram, Canamommy Nonprofit. You can find us on Facebook, Canamommy Nonprofit, pretty much <laughs> everywhere <laughs> that you want to be. Oh, and what's the Amazon thing? Oh, Can't yeah. we support you um, great in you that way? That. Yeah, so we have partnered with Amazon. They have a wonderful program called Smile, and they work with local and national nonprofits to help support. You can go on to smile.amazon.com, and you can select canamommy.org as your preferred charity. It doesn't cost you anything. Nothing changes. Essentially, though, when you select us, Amazon will donate half a percent of everything that you purchase through what? their platform to the nonprofit. Oh, to everybody date, get on to that. To date, they've donated almost $20 million to charities. They're all different. Um, so, yeah. So, it's a great okay. free way for you guys to help support the clinic, spread Absolutely. the word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then always, you can always make a donation buying any one of the Canamami product line supports you can we have a cbd line you can buy direct right now the thc line will be coming in california shortly i'm yeah. so proud of you i'm so excited for you now the clinic that yeah. is the also the canamommy.org yep, yep. and there's a tab okay. on their clinic you click in there you can self-schedule 20 minute consultations free with rn you can schedule a 15 minute sesh with me make a 10 dollar donation you can also make a $10 donation and have a 15 minute sesh with the mommy Jane and we're bringing on more mamas so you can just talk to us pick us our brain it's non-medical we just can you know shoot shoot the stuff talk about <laughs> life motherhood whatever you want I love this you're amazing you're an amazing woman oh, thank and you. you're really pushing it you know you're the frontier of this particular type of work and I'm so proud of you I want to say one thing. I am not the first person to come up with this idea. I am, however, the first person to put it through at yeah. this level in this organization. I do find that I need to give props to the women behind me. And, you know, like you said, you're, you're not the first. I mean, there's been millions of women who have used cannabis in motherhood and we all turned out just fine. Wink, wink, mom. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> But you are the first one that I know, and you're here, and you're local, and you're a really good friend that is doing it at this level, as you said, and I'm really proud of you. So yeah. thank you thank for you. being on today. I hope that we can have you on again, or I want to be on your podcast when that happens. Yeah, please. <laughs> thank you so much, listener, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's try to make this your very best week ever. This episode has been brought to you by Chocolate con Churros.